This is Chris Slade, former University of Virginia defensive end, graduate of 1993, back on the staff at UVA. Excited to be back coaching um, my old stomping grounds. You're listening to The Jerry Radcliffe Show. Welcome to The Jerry Radcliffe Show. I am Chris Graham. It's Friday afternoon, and as we have done in the past on Fridays, often Fridays, late, later in the week anyway, um, we start talking running, and this is the time of year to get back into it. Uh, we're in the springtime season. And Jerry, uh, our running podcast is back with us here. Glad to get to this time of year to be able to do this again. Yeah, and if we're going to have a running podcast in this community, there's only one guy to talk to, and that's the running guru of Charlottesville. <laughs> this guy's forgot more about running than all the rest of us will ever know. But uh, welcome to Mark Lorenzoni of Ragged Mountain Running and Walking Shop, uh, one of our sponsors. And Mark, uh, a lot of big news, a lot of stuff going on, including the 10-miler. We'll get to that in a minute, but uh, I know you wanted to start off uh, with a couple of other items first. Uh, what's what's on the board yeah. here today? Yeah, really just the theme is things back to normal after two years. Um, pretty much the high school scene and the, the, the outdoor track season, um, we're rolling. Um, got a lot of kids in our community that are um, out at the outer edge of really the um, – speed we've seen over the last few years this is really coming on um, this spring it, well it was really during indoors but um, <clears throat> several western kids and then we've got uh, Reese Dalton from um, Covenant which you know a tiny program and relatively tiny school and um, just have been amazing um, between her and um, Maddie Gardner the two of them one two punch and indoors Reese ran four four fifty five, I think, or 456 for a full mile, which is pretty much one of the fastest, if not the fastest time we've seen in this area. Um, so anyway, the big story really, I think, or the bigger story is things are back to normal. <clears throat> and in regards to outdoor meets, spectators, and Dogwood um, is on the horizon. It's in the uh, um, first weekend in May every year. We're thrilled that that's back. Um, at the university and it's it's the largest one of the largest meets in the country it's certainly one of the single largest in the east coast and definitely the largest meet in virginia we have a couple hundred schools come to it every year and the competition is, is really intense and it's a great chance for local kids to i was teased that you know they roll out of bed that day and they can pretty much just drive over to the track rather than having to travel two or three or four hours to find really good competition and um so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Alec, uh, my son, directs that every year with uh, two of his old Western buddies, Charlie Hurt and uh, Cass Gerb, and they, they do just a tremendous job. And it's part of the Dogwood Festival. Um, Dogwood Festival supports it. And, of course, we have it at uh, a beautiful Lanigan Field. But I, I think that's the bigger story. It, it's early in the season, so we, we're not seeing a, a much competition. Well, the competition has just started up the outdoors, but – um, we'll really sink our teeth into it um, next month in April. And then with Dogwood is kind of the big peak meet for all of these local schools to compete against each other. Um, that, that, meet goes, that meet goes all the way back to what, the 60s or, or even? It does, more? Jerry. It's, it's the oldest meet in the state, one of the oldest in the country. And it fell on hard times probably about 25 years ago. It had real 20, 25 years ago, it had gone down to just almost bare bones, hardly any schools, and just a little lack of interest uh, on organized, people that organized it for years and moved on. And 
Um, it's come back with a vengeance. First we had 30 schools, then it was 60, and then we broke 100 and 150, and now it's kids knocking, a coach is knocking on the door to get in. And they really work hard on creating competitive fields, you know, mile fields, two mile fields, 200. And one of their big brags is that a lot of these kids that do well there in high school go on to become great collegiate runners and then Olympians. Um, so often someone will say, Z so-and-so's made the Olympic team. You remember him at Dogwood back, you know, 11 years ago or six years ago or whatever. It's pretty neat stuff. So um, we're lucky to have it. And, uh, um, you know, we've got such great coaching locally from our, from, in our high schools, um, you know, Lindy Bain and I, Winston Brown and you go on on and Dunn is doing a great job over at Covenant. So um, Sherry Witt, Katie Pugh, um, Almar programs, um, looking good. It's just Iguana on Jerry Cutright. There's so many good coaches. And then UVA, they're just, just starting the season now. And they had one of their kids last night. Uh, they're down in Tennessee. Uh, West Porter ran 339 for the 1500, yeah. which that converts to a solid, you know, 356, 355, 356 type mile time. I think it's the second fastest time ever run. Um, so Vin's starting to starting to see the magic paying off. Um, and so we're hoping for a good outdoor season. Indoor was pretty strong, but we're hoping for a good outdoor season. We have two home meets. I don't have the dates in front of me, but if you go to UVA track and field, you'll see they're, they're coming up one in April. And I think one's like around the, I want to say it's the weekend of the, the 15th or 16th. And then another one at the very end of the month. Yeah. I saw that. Uh, I saw that like you mentioned about Porter, uh, second fastest in UVA history. Sub, uh, well, like you said, equates to a sub four uh, yeah. minute mile. And uh, he beat over 200 people in, in that uh, competition. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's a very, very impressive time. I mean, to get in, any time uh, you're looking in the 30s for 1500, that's a national caliber time. I mean, most kids, they, they work hard to get into the 40s, you know, to run a 343 or a 345. Or, but that's, that's really spectacular. And, and Vin is doing a great job. Our local kid, um, um, Jack Eliason, I saw the other day he ran a four. I can't remember what it was, but I was like, wow, Jack is getting so fast. It, maybe converted to like a 408 or something. I can't remember. But I thought, wow, Jack, and he's Western Almar product, great kid. And so, you know, we've got, we've got the, got the program and we've got the coach and I'm really confident we're going places. So Vin's goal is to be a contender in cross country um, when we have XC23, you know, which is obviously a, a fall away um, from, from this fall, we'll host the nationals and, that's it. You're really kind of a badge of honor to host school. You really want to be a, also in the mix. You, you don't want to be hosting nationals and not have either one of your, your male or female teams yeah. on the starting line. So um, that's, I know that's a big thing on his mind. And he's that's got such that. a great assistant coaches. My gosh, the jumps and throws and sprinters. He really has the package now. That's, that's where we get a lot of our points in track and field. Uh, to be quite frank, our, our running's mm -hmm. always been solid, but the throwers, you know, the, oh my gosh, discus and the, um, the uh, shot put and our jumpers um, are tremendous. Owain, I mean, great triple jumpers and long jumpers. So 
UVA Orthopedics and Sports Medicine boast one of the finest teams of doctors in the country, and they're right here in Charlottesville to not only provide care for the University of Virginia athletic teams, but also the Charlottesville and Central Virginia communities. UVA Orthopedics has been a proud sponsor of the Jerry Ratcliffe Show for the past two years, with numerous team members featured in weekly segments where doctors share great insight into various sports injuries, what causes them, how to treat them, and recovery time. Their team of experts are there for you and offer the best care to solve your health problems and get you back on your feet. Let their team of specialists get you back in the game. Looking for a great dining experience in Charlottesville? Look no further than the Aberdeen Barn. The barn has been family owned and operated since 1965 with Terry and Angela providing great atmosphere and mouth-watering food at Virginia's big time steakhouse. Enjoy the fine dining or relax in the Sportsman's Bar, a fantastic place to wind down and socialize, surrounded by flat screen televisions tuned to the latest sporting events. You never know who you might bump into at the Aberdeen Barn, where all the greatest Cavaliers have dined over the decades and keep coming back for the delicious menu and good times. Check it out online at AberdeenBarn.com or call 434-296-46. Three zero. I saw our uh, our Cal Cali girl, the freshman Mia Barn Barnett out of uh, L.A. Uh, broke a forty year old record in the women's mile uh, recently. So yeah, that that there's a four that distance medley relay team set the school record at ACCs, and all four of those women are are, are solid runners, and um, that that's yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I had not seen that. Yeah, she ran a 433.54. Wow. Well, you take the conversion on that, and that puts you um, – so 433, my gosh. Wow. Broke a uh, record set by Jill Hayworth. Oh, Hallworth, yeah, Jill. She was yeah. she was part of that great uh, undefeated cross-country team, Jill Hallworth. Wow, that's a fast time, 433. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's he's doing great. We knew this was, you know, when we, when we, the word got out that we had snagged Vin Lanana, I told you guys, you know, it's like a Nick Saban in our sport. Um, so, you know, with a little better sense of humor, I <laughs> 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 can safely say that on a, a Jerry Radcliffe podcast. And even Alabama yeah. fans would have to admit that. Uh, yeah. Saban well, is, I like it's a rough Saban. time. Yeah, he- he can uh, time having a good time. I always think <laughs> I always feel like saying to the guy, you know, when are you going to start really enjoying this? <laughs> I think he does away from uh, the cameras, but uh, we don't see that side. Of like That's not quite sure. as bad as Bill Purcell. That's the one that always looks like he's, you know, they win the Super Bowl. Just look at his face. They, he's just lost the regular season game. Look at his face. Same face. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, I guess we can transition on into tomorrow's morning's big event. I know you've been yeah, working in the, since last the big, year's event on this year's event. Yeah, the big story. Miler. Yeah, our oldest and most prestigious uh, foot race, the Schultzville Track Club. It's one of our jewels of the, the track club crown, that and the women's race. And it's just in the theme of today, things back to normal. We're on the city course last year out at Foxfield. We're having a mass start, M-A-S-S, not M-A-S-K. And, um, everybody's starting together. Last year we had staggered starts over like a four hour period. And uh, 
we're excited about it. Big field on um, you know, 15, 1600 runners, not quite as big as we've had at our peak, but we're really excited. Uh, she also track club and just a heads up to anybody listening. It's not running just to come on downtown and park and cheer. If that's what you're wanting to do as spectate, it's a wonderful, there's a couple of really great spots. Um, the chapel at UVA uh, is a wonderful spot to spectate because you see them twice, uh, mile three and then mile about 8.6. And then the other great spot to spectate is at the, the pavilion at the East end of the mall. You see them at mile five and then almost at mile seven, again, coming and going. But if you're not getting up early to spectate or be part of the event as a volunteer, I, I would just avoid the, the UVA, the downtown area till about 9.15. So tomorrow. So if you're, you're looking to get out to get somewhere that early, just I would avoid, you know, Main Street, Preston, downtown, you know, University Avenue, Rugby, Stadium, Alderman, Alderman will be shut down for two hours. Um, but we, we start early, you guys, on purpose. We try and avoid the heat, and we also do it. I, I'm a, I'm, I always say this as a race director. I wear so many different – I bring so many different um, places in life into my position, and one of them is I'm a businessman, and I, I don't want to impede people's – you know, close their, their traffic to their businesses any more than we have to. So most businesses on a Saturday um, aren't opening at 9 o'clock, and um, so it's right. – Downtown will be all clear by just a little before nine o'clock. It will be completely out of there. So what, Preston what will be all clear. This? What year is this for the race, Mark? It's a 47th. So, you know, we're, we're starting to bang on that big special um, year. And cool thing is we get a lot of alumni back. A fair amount of people in the store today that people that have worked for us many, many years ago. So if I know they're back in town and we always have alumni and Parents of kids that are currently at UVA get a lot of father, daughter, and mother-son combos. So, Jerry, you know you covered the race for years. You know, we always hope for a good race and got a good field tomorrow, I think, on, on both sides. And we'll just see. I, I'm done predicting because <laughs> we used to ask for people's predicted time. And that right. did two things. It either intimidated a lot of the new runners to say, why, why are they asking? And really, it was just for us to see if somebody from out of town, if somebody put 51 minutes down, um, then we say, you know, give them a shout and, and give them a seated number. And, but we stopped doing it. The other thing that would happen is people would think it was a 10K predicted time. So they put 51 minutes down, which is okay for 10K, but it's not 10 miles. So uh, we'd call them and they'd say, What? I'm a brand new runner. It's my first 10 miler. What are you talking about? I said, well, you put 51 minutes down for 10 K I have 10 miles. And so oh, I thought you wanted a 10 K time. So okay. uh, give me, I don't know so if you remember. Uh, Go ahead. I was going to ask you about favorites uh, in the men's and women's field. If, if there's anybody that well, in the women's women's side, we've got um, and, and Dunn and Ann Mazur are the two locals that I'm, I'm looking at. And then I, I, they've got a crew. Hang on a second. I'm going to give you some names here. I got a crew of folks I've, I've coached over the years. Um, and it, uh, Thomas Adam, who won the uh, Haven AK last week, he's got to be uh, one of the contenders. But we got uh, um, Ian Iverson and Trip Sutherland and Noah Gade, Brett Green. These are, again, it could be anybody. Um, 
out there tomorrow. So Andy Goodstein, these are guys that have finished second and third and fifth and past, but I'm, I'm putting my, if I had to bet, I'd say look out for Thomas because he ran just a little over 25 minutes on one of the toughest courses in town last week, just a little over five minute pace. Um, so in, it's good, good sneak preview of it's 51, 52 minutes. Usually I'll win it. Sometimes it's 53. Um, and weather looks good. So I think we'll see some fast times, but you know, Jerry, I always love a, a good race. Um, yes. We've, we've had very few that haven't been over by the six or seven or eight mile mark, but we have had some years where it goes down to the, almost to the wire. Um, so we always hope for that. That's true. Any, uh, any, uh, cool stories pop out at you for unusual? Well, I did just this. I was think the, the best stories, you know, as far as cool stories go, just these folks that were sitting on the couch back in October and very sedentary and probably a bit overweight and they get in the training program where they decide on their own, they're going to dedicate themselves to do this. And they start with, you know, two laps on the track. So flat and walk, run. And here they are five months later running 10 miles on a hilly course. And those are to me the, the best stories of all. I mean, there's every, everybody's got a story to tell out there. There's all these little races going on within the race, age group races. And, um, but uh, I think those novices are, you know, I get to coach a lot of them and it's, it's just such joy to see them coming across it. You, you, you'd swear they were, if you zoned in on their face, you'd say, oh, that's the person winning. Um, based on their face and, and for them it is a win just to to cover one of the toughest courses going and then the yeah. you know track club always donates it's usually 50 to a hundred thousand dollars to a variety of local causes it's a hip tomorrow so it's a, a housing organization low-income housing and boys and girls club and community bicycles and the food hub it's always good causes so, yeah it's great just, to do that yeah so and it's the start of the road race season now. We're rolling, you know, one just about every weekend throughout the rest of the spring. It's good stuff. And, you know, we're active community. We're lucky. And big news this morning, you guys probably saw um, that the, they're going to build a bridge across the Ravana down at the Woolen Mills. It's been proposed for years. And they were just fiddling about the location, fiddling, you know, fine-tuning the location. It's going to come right out of that where that Woolen factory is you know where they've got those the brewery down there in the restaurants and right. stuff it's going to yeah. shoot right out of there right across over over to the other side so people will be able to take their bicycle or walk across it or run across it and pick up the the old mill trail which is jefferson's old horse path used to take down monticello it's a the old three-notch road there i mean it's not a road anymore but it was it back in the 1700s so Pretty neat. And that, that trail eventually, that goes, if you go across the bridge and you're going to go north, it'll take you right up to Tau Park, um, about two miles up there. But if you go south, it ultimately is planned to go to Palmyra. That's going to be a really neat thing um, to be on soft surface to go from Almar County down into Fluvanna County. I mean, it's going to think about that. That's a pretty neat concept. So, but that's a ways off. And so is the bridge. The bridge has just been approved. So, you know, now they've got to obviously. I build it, but so incorporate some running events into that probably. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I already have my my 
thinking cap on this morning about that. So I figured you did. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Chris, you got anything? No, just I'll note that the weather, yeah, I, I looked at the weather forecast, Mark, looks great. The temperature at 8 o'clock in Charlottesville is supposed to be 46 degrees. That's great running weather. So uh, that's I'm sure the, the runners are already happy to see that that, that news. You know, it's interesting you say that, Chris. The, my biggest stressor when I directed the race and now as a coach is always this notion of a hot day coming out of nowhere, out of training in the winter. And we always say, kind of lousy for spectating and standing around is kind of great for racing. So it's people that are standing around in shorts and a short sleeve shirt cheering for the runners. That's not, that's a really bad sign. Yeah. Um, so we want to see people bundled in jackets tomorrow. Obviously we don't want heinous weather, but it's, it's conducive to fast times for everyone. And it's um, the medical tent knock wood will see no business tomorrow, which on the hot days, I mean, I can't even tell you how it's like, triaging Gettysburg. I mean, it's, it's horrible on hot days and I'm not exaggerating. I mean, the, we have to take people, transport them to the hospital because if it's 65, 70, 75 degrees. I mean, Jerry back when was 80, 83 degrees when the gum went off. I mean, that's just, yeah, I remember that's, that's even hot by summer standards for early in the morning. So, but seven fifteen start there. Yeah. Chris, they're in for good stuff. Very cool. All right, brother. Well, thank you for updating us on uh, everything yeah, gonna, in the running world. And uh, I'm going to leave you with one thought, Jerry. Um, yeah, go ahead. So, uh, um, John, oh, gosh, I'm now, this is terrible. I'm drawing a blank. Oh, this is terrible. I put myself on the spot. He, um, he's a dermatologist. Oh, he was a hilarious guy. And he's, he's passed way too young. He was a long-distance swimmer. Oh, this is terrible. Anyway, he comes in the store one day and he was a, he was a he was a big card. And um, I don't know if Cynthia. Hey, Cynthia, what's the name of that dermatologist, the funny guy with the guitar? John Shrum. John Shrum. Oh, um, yeah, I remember John. He was a great John guy. Shrum. So anyway, he um, comes in the store one day. It's it's the week of the 10 miler. And he said he boldly yells out, Mark. And all the customers turn around as he's talking. I'm here today for two things. I need new shoes, but I also need for you to help me figure out how I'm going to run 50 minutes at the 10 miler on site. Now, at that time, only one person had run 50 minutes. It was uh, Richard Ferguson had run um, under, under 50. Yeah. So no one, no one had ever done it. And John was, he was a great distance swimmer, but he was not a 50 minute 10 miler. And everyone snapped around, looked at him. And I looked at John. And he goes, yeah, Mark, the way I look at it, it could happen around mile five or it could happen around mile six. And I use that all the time to say everyone breaks 50 minutes at the 10 mile. <laughs> In other words, come one, come all. So he was going to run about 10 minute pace. and He was trying to figure out, you know, he was, of course, joking. <laughs> and he used to say stuff like, I remember when I mean, he, he had played college basketball with someone famous and he's you know he said like a wally walker or something he says, i remember the night that wally walker and i we scored 36 points and he scored he said wally scored 35 and i had a free throw <laughs> he was just <laughs> always saying he was really he was like a yogi bear so, anyway the point to end with that is that you know the 10 miler that's the beauty of it you don't have to be um a great runner to be a part of it just you have to be you know giving it some effort at, at a personal level so 
All right, guys. Yeah, thanks. All right, we'll see you next week and we can run down uh, what happens tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, be fun. All right. Be safe. All right, guys.